This is Stevie. And I'm Violet. And you are listening to Fake News. The podcast that sheds light on pop culture and politics by two millennials who are just trying to figure things out. So sit back and relax, and And let's let's begin. begin. Hello, beautiful people. We are back, back, back again. Oh my god, that was so corny. Hey guys, sorry. Prolonged absence. Yes, for our absence, yes. Uh, Stevie and I just, you know, got caught up. Uh, what have you been up to since we last spoke to our audience? I mean, we're deprived. What's happened to Mother's Day, I think, passed. Mother's Day. Yeah, Stevie and I went to Pride together. We got very it drunk. It was fun. It was one of the most fun days I think I've ever had in D.C. Even with the fake shooting. Yeah, that was annoying and scary because... It's very realistic for that to happen. Yeah, and like, which made it worse. And all, like our friends were like getting messages from parents and other friends and concerned people. Anyways, we were all safe. We had a really good time, and we like hung out. With, it was like a twelve-hour shift of drinking. I've gone to some bachelorette parties, some weddings. I've been to one bachelorette party and one wedding. I don't know why I was saying some. <laughs> That's a lie. Um, I've been to one of each for the same that's uh, bride. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Got like a new position at my job, so I've been busy with that. But now we are finally like back in routine and ready to start off again. And we have an exciting episode ahead of us. So thank you for tuning back in. Um, Be exciting. Very exciting. Before we begin, don't forget to follow us on social media. Phew, I haven't done this in a while. I'm going to see if I remember everything. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at FakeNudes24. On Facebook, if you if you search Fake Nudes, N-O, what is it? How N-O-O-D-E-S. Okay, so if you fake search nudes. Fake we'll put, you know what <laughs> we're going to start doing? We're going to yep. put links in the bio. There we go. So... I don't know what we are on Facebook. There's going to be a link in the bio now, so you can just click on that. And then if you want to email us, which we will also start putting in the bio because that's just smart and we're smart people, it's fakenudes24 at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, complaints, or just want to say hello, that is where you can find us. And that is that. So now we can go into what we have to talk about today. Happy Father's Day. This is going to come out on Tuesday, but today's Father's Day. Yes, happy Father's Day. Moving on. <laughs> um, shout out to my dad. I'll do, I will do that. I know. Not everybody celebrates Father's Day for other reasons. Um, you want to start? Sure. Um, I think the most current thing coming up, I guess, is our first Democratic debate on June 26th and 27th. We should have a party. Not a party, because, like, everyone needs to be quiet while we're watching, but a viewing party. Yeah. So, the debate is going to be split up into two nights, because, huh, there's so many of them, (laughs) we can't fit it in one night. Shocker. And well, even everyone running doesn't qualify. Right, so... <laughs> Which is the funnier part. And so how many 24 candidates right now yeah. still running? And um, the debates are going to be over two nights, June 26th and 27th, and they're going to do 10 candidates for the first night, 10 for the second night. The first night will include people like Cory Booker, um, Tulsi Gabbard, Chloe Booker, Beto O'Rourke, uh, and Warren. 
And plus more. We're just not going to name them all because there's too many. And then the second night is Biden, Buttigieg, Gillibrand, Kamala Harris. Um, so, like, i kind of more excited for the second night. Honestly, I was about to say that. I, I think I there'll be better debates that night. I think there will be better debates that night, too. And it's like you're you're more of your front runners or not. I'm surprised Warren is in the first night. I just feel like she's yeah. more fitting in the second night. But I'm excited. One's in third now, and she's very close to Bernie. Like, the last poll had Biden still in the front, but losing the lead. Bernie at, like, 16%, one at 15 Buttigieg at 14 and then, like, Kamala and someone else were at 7 And everybody else was at 1%, and I was like... Yeah. Awkward. Including Cory Booker, which... I haven't heard anything from Cory Booker since we first started talking yeah, about him it, when he announced his presidency. I like literally—I was talking about someone the other day. I have no idea what he's been up to. I, I listened just heard to anything. his interview on Pod Save, and like, even one of them, like later on, said that could have been a speech given from Obama in like t- 2008. Which, again, is not a bad thing, but it's just like it wasn't very relevant it just sounded like a political speech I, I don't know it's just like for you still to be a 1% I would think you would say something more like attention grabbing maybe but it didn't happen <laughs> yeah I don't have an explanation there um so yeah that's coming up that'll be exciting we'll probably do like a whole episode just on that like breaking it down I'll sit yeah, there and take fun. notes and like comment on it as we go maybe we have live tweet. <laughs> We should live tweet. We don't really use our Twitter that much. I was thinking about ways we could do our social media more. Um, good idea. <laughs> I like that. So oh, we could Instagram live too. Oh, I forgot. I, I've never used Instagram live. Near but. by. It'd be so fun. Um, so stay tuned for what we end up doing with our social media those nights because you might see us. <coughs> Shit that's coming soon. Yeah, we'll have to make plans, start planning. So, also in, like, good farewell news, in my opinion, uh, Sarah Hooker Sands is <laughs> departing, what is she, I, she's the press secretary? Press secretary, yeah. Yeah. Um, mean, and she's title leading, is like, a press secretary, month. like, is that what she does? Right. Like, she's she-devil, like, by day. Um, I looked this up a little bit before, so, before she took the position, the longest like, a press secretary went without a political briefing or whatever. It was, like, 20-some days. She beat that, I think, like, in her first month there and did, like, 41 days, which I've said it's more than a month, but, like, she just wasn't consistent. And up until now, I think she's in the longest streak at, like, 90-something days. Because those are supposed to be daily press briefings, correct? Yes, yes. exactly. Every yeah, single so day. She really it's literally your job. Been absent from her job. I'm not sure what she's been doing. I will say the video of Trump announcing her departure. I have never seen that lady smile so big and so authentically in my the, life. Yes, like, she was. She was smiling so hard that you could tell that she was trying to not smile. She was like trying really hard to be like, okay, play it cool, Sarah. Play it, like, be cool, be cool. But she. Like, it's like when you had a funeral. Or when you're like find some fun, but you know it's an inappropriate time. It's like, oh no! It was like she was like, I'm out of here. Like goodbye, I'm done. I'm surprised it took this long to be quite honest. I mean, she lasted by far the longest. I mean, yeah. I saw Miss Spicy. He was so entertaining to me. 
like him and Anthony Scaramucci, I just could not get up. I was like, because they're a joke, and she was a joke too, but she took herself so seriously, it like wasn't fun. It was like, okay, well, you're just lying. Uh, she called her time serving the president a honor of a lifetime and compared it to one of the best like experience of her life besides her child, her daughter, right? She had children. And she said it was a very close second. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that she said it that me. way. And we were just like, okay, like, just just go. You didn't need to say yeah. it. That was weird. You don't need to, like, flaunt anymore, like, your love for the president. You're done. She said she loved him. And I'm not going to lie. Honestly, that makes me feel weird. I, I what? Like, I think she does. Like, I think she really, like, supports him and, like, thinks he's a great guy. I do. I don't think you can fake it for that long, to be quite honest. I that, don't see that being point, possible. Actually. Yeah. The way she defends him, like, that would, if you did not believe in the person you were defending, that would wear on you so quickly. So I think she really, like, did. But at the same time, I think she was like, fuck this job. Like, I'm done. Like, I cannot do this anymore. Again, we don't know what her job really was at this point, but she's out. Goodbye, Sarah Huckabee. Huggasans. Um, and then I guess we'll talk about our dear President Trump. Um, made some annoying statements about this upcoming election. Who was he being interviewed? He was interviewed by uh, George, or not George, Greg, or no, George Stapadopoulos, something like that. Yes. Stapadopoulos from ABC News for like 30 hours straight. Like just followed him. Why would you ever sign up for that? I don't know. Part of me is like, that's crazy. But part of me is like, I kind of want to spend 30 hours like watching what he does just to see. And but, I um, feel like he would lose his facade at some point during yeah, all well, that time. That's what he did. So I'll let hmm. you talk about what he started saying. So if people don't remember, um, the whole reason that he was being investigated by Robert Mueller was for him firing James Comey for looking into him like having help getting elected and saying on national television the first time from Les Hall, like, oh, Russia uh, was the influence of me, like, firing James Comey. Now, I don't know what the basis of the question started around, but... St- I can't pronounce that last name. Papadopoulos? Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. <laughs> it's just close enough that people are going to know who we're talking about. Yeah. It's a hard name. Somebody rich famous. Um, ask Trump, like, if another foreign agent approach you or one of your campaign uh, people with some information, quote-unquote, dirt on um, one of your Democratic opponents, would you take it? And would you report it to the FBI? He said no to both. One, he said that he talks with foreign leaders so all yes the time. So yes, well. Yeah, yes, so well. he said he would report it to the FBI and listen to what the well, yeah. no, no, no. So he said he would, he would take the information. And he would not report it to the FBI oh. because that was the thing. He was like, I talk to foreign leaders all the time. I'm not going to report that every single time oh, I talk to so him, which was not the question that he was asked. But I did some digging into that like backwards, and apparently Trump actually had some foresight into this at the exact same time. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. was actually testifying in front of um, House Judiciary Committee about the Moscow rush meeting. So, essentially, he would, if he had said that he wouldn't have taken that information, he would have implicated his son. So, like, he kind of had to say that he would take it because that's what happened. 
And which still blows my mind that it's illegal. They literally say that because the information didn't lead anywhere, it's not a crime. And it's like, no. <laughs> like, that's essentially like, let's that. rob the bank, but because the bank vault is empty, well, let's just go home. Like, no, you you still rob the fucking it's bank. Just like, <laughs> super backwards justice system, which we could have a whole, like, entire podcast not even this episode we the, could literally do an entire podcast just on that <sighs> the funny thing is too after this people were like oh he just took it out of context blah blah he wouldn't say it again they asked him the next day or two days after and he doubled down just as hard he was like yeah I see no problem um if no way he called me with some information I would take it like yeah, he specifically said no way I'm like okay bro like I, mean, I don't understand how he's not Norway, in That's jail. like a safe country to use. Like it's like, <laughs> it's like if he was said like Russia, China, Iran, like something crazy, Saudi Arabia, we'd be like, true. oh, but Norway, we're like, well, okay, it's like, well, it's Norway. <laughs> like okay, safe choice, smart, smart. I think he's smarter than we think. Like he is. Sometimes. I would never give him that. <laughs> I know. Um, you never know with like psychopaths. Like they just are their intelligence and their manipulation is crazy. <laughs> There's something going on, that is for sure. Um, time to pop. Into pop coach. Yay! I forgot about that. Um, this is you, all you this week, because I have no idea what any of this stuff is about. So I've been busy, it's like I should, right? like with work this th- last three weeks. So I'm like clueless about everything pop culture because I just had to. I can't be on Instagram as much. It's the jam. Um, this is going to be a speed round. It's something that important. So Cardi B had her ass done, and she's been flaunting it, which, And Lipo. Right. Okay, in my opinion, before she had the badonkadonk ass, her body looked great. It looks a little goofy now. I, I think she did get too much because, like, her upper body is almost my size, and then... I don't know who to compare it to. Like, her ass looks bigger than Nikki's at this point. It's just like, oh, this is goofy. It's like, where do just, we stop? It's yeah. Like, it's, I wonder if it's, like, part of... I mean, you see these, like, not even just celebrities, people with the money to do it. When they start plastic surgery, they can't stop. And, and then they look I'm insane. I'm scared that that's And we look at them, they look like, yeah, you look insane, but they look at themselves and they're like, no, I look good. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a completely, like, almost like a dysmorphia, like, kind of thing. Like, you see something different that everyone else sees. Uh, so I wonder if, like, she's, like, kind of going through that. Honestly, I think that 100%. It's just, like, as much of a fan I am, I'm, like, I have no qualms with plastic surgery as long as it looks nice. And, thankfully, you do have the money to get this removed and to look nice, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, you're doing great. I don't know your last single. Maybe it was Please Me. I know that did pretty well. Yeah, the ones with Bruno always do well, but I hate Bruno Mars, so I always hate the songs. I, he just, I can't do the little job short man persona, I don't know. Um, okay. Cuba Gooding Jr., we haven't talked about him, I don't think ever actually. Um, I don't know who that is. <laughs> did you watch, um, the Cuba tri- Gooding Jr.? Did I've you ever watch the dogs? Name. Who let the dogs out? Woo! Like, he Isn't was a snow dog man. 
He was the Snow Dog Man. I have no idea what you're talking about. Continue though. Did you me. watch OJ, the true crime story, like that, like mini like series? OJ Simpson versus the people? Yes. Yes. That was Cuba, played OJ. Okay. Wow, I have no idea who this is. What are you saying his name is? Cuba Gooding Jr. It's Cuba. Okay. Literally. Okay. Like the country. Like the country. You had to think about um, that. Because <laughs> I was like, is it a territory? Um, so, there's a video of this, but there's, of course, 18 different stories. A woman reported to police that Cuba grabbed her breasts while they were at an award ceremony at a bar in New York. Uh, Cuba has not denied it, but one thing that I've never heard a black man say, he said, I'll let the system do what's right. And it's like, I, I've legitimately never heard a black man say that, but he's like, the video footage will reveal all, so I don't fucking know. Um, well, I know you assume with that kind of confidence that, like, he didn't do anything wrong, so it would it, take a lot, or just like, a, again, you got, there's plenty of psychopaths in this world, so maybe they're just like, nah, like, I'm gonna manipulate this, and this part of the well, I know you don't know him, but I feel like as a black man especially, he has one of the more, like, holier outlooks, like, I don't think he's ever been accused of anything before, and that's that I can ever remember, like, not even, like, cheating or, you, yeah, huh, like, I don't know who else to compare him to right now that has, like, a spotless image, so I think that's also, like, what he's kind of banking on, like, oh, I've never gotten in trouble before, whatever, oh, Issa Rae, did you see her speech? No. Well, that's not fun. She... <laughs> She got awarded um, for the first, like, black woman to win uh, for women in uh, film for, uh, wow, entrepreneurs uh, for Insecure, writing, directing, co-producing, all that jazz. Um, And she gives a really epic speech and pretty much just like, um, I'm not going to be humble. Uh, Women usually put themselves down, like, won't embrace their awards. She's like... I bust my ass to get here. Hell yeah. And literally, it was like, Amy Poehler, I remember seeing, um, Ivory Plaza was just, like, giving her a standing ovation, like, the whole oh, time. Yeah, it was awesome. cute. There was someone, okay. that was a really good speech, and Issa is beautiful, and she's nice and chocolate, and has really, really nice skin. And I agree with that sentiment. Women should, like, we're just, like, conditioned to do that. That's literally what she said. We just like, are, and it's hard, like, even, like... I used to read, like, literature about, like, women in the workplace doing the same thing, like, not taking credit for what's theirs and I... Uh, okay, so disclaimer before we start, this is upsetting. This is a crisis. This is not going to be a fun topic to talk about. Uh, we're going to be talking about Sudan and the beginning of the massacre that's starting, I guess. I guess it's a good word for it and something that I've heard been called um, by activists that are on the ground there. It's called a massacre. I'm going to start with what led up to the 30-year reign, plus the year reign of President Omar al-Bashar was overthrown in April, and then we're going to start with how that led up to that, and then get a little background, and then get into the crisis that is happening now. So, in April, President Omar al-Bashar was successfully ousted as president slash dictator. I think that's a better word, but they technically used president, but he was 100% a dictator. Um, He was overthrown by the government. So this was a result of ongoing protests that had started 
And these protests were sparked by a pattern of human rights violations and a crumbling economy. So many people are still dying from famine. They have a lot was going on. So you saw Sudan or Sudanese people come together and start protesting. This protest, or not this protest, this pro-democracy movement actually started with a group of academics and doctors joining together to kind of push this movement through. It's called the Sudanese Professional Association, but it was primarily doctors, which I just think is interesting. Like, so doctors were like, whoa, 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 like, we need to get together and figure this out. Um, when this started happening, this was a couple months ago, I think it started in December, like as we were saying. Mm. And I'm going to be talking a lot, just so you guys know, and then Stevie gets, feels free. We t- I told him to just ask me questions as we go. It's like, this is not a very familiar subject to a lot of people. Then, like, I have a lot of backgrounds already. Sadly, it needs yeah. to be it's, it's sad, but it's common. Africa, so, like, we just don't pay right. attention to it. But luckily, like, from some classes I took, I, like, have a lot, extent, extents-ish knowledge of what has happened and what is happening now, and I did a lot of research, so just heads up, guys. I'm going to be talking a lot. Okay, so this is the first time that you see the Sudanese people beginning to unite. Sudanese people, or Sudan, is primarily composed of, like, tons of different minorities, like, different villages, very, like, different religions, different races, a lot of that. I mean, different languages spoke. It's, like, very diverse in that way, and that's how Bashir used that against them so that he oppressed the minorities, like, shut them down because they were just small groups of people, and then you had the Arab majority um not being the most people but being like the ones in power just because of like who they are so it was used against them but what you're seeing now is they just all just started coming together to protest and really join forces and they were finding a strength in numbers and it was working and it did work uh to get Bashir out of office um also with with this new protest pro-democracy movement that you see most of them are women, and that was awesome. They were very vocal, very present. They were leading this. They, you just saw a lot of primarily, not primarily, but majority were women. Also, on top of that, Sudan's population, this is cr- crazy to me, 63% of the population is under the age of 25. So there's a ton of young people just coming together and then doing peaceful protests um, when they were trying to get Bashir outed as, ousted as uh, the leader. They were demanding civilian rule, so not a dictatorship, basically. I just want to say why they're saying that. It also means that the life expectancy is pretty low. Because yeah, and I think it's because of the famine, the economic yeah, crisis, like, the systematic killings. Like, it's just crazy, Jesus. but it's also really, like, inspiring to see, like, these young people. So it's 63% of the other 20, age of 25, excuse me, and I think it's about 45% of those 65 are under the age of 15. Yeah, Mind-blowing. Um, so they were demanding civilian rule and into the militias, which we'll get into what, like, the militias are, and women's rights. So, like, all very admirable things and things that everybody should have. Like, nobody should be ruled by a dictator. Nobody should, like, have to fear a militia coming and killing them just for uh, existing. And women should have rights. I agree on all parts. So that is what happened. They successfully ousted the dictator, uh, Bashir, in April. Uh, he resigned, but military pretty much came and forced him yeah. out. Um, and now he is under house arrest. But if you see pictures of his house, it's, like, amazing. Uh, like, it's annoying. 
He's out of power. The Martha Stewart jailhouse. Yeah, literally, (laughs) but like times ten. So he is out of power right now. So this was celebrated. This was a victory. This was a success. And this is, the media took this up. Like, the activists on the ground were celebrating. Everybody was. We thought this was going to be, like, what's going to end this dictatorship in Sudan that has experienced since the beginning of Sudan. Sudan's only been a country, I think, since the 1950s when they, like, um, they, uh, like, gained their independence from Britain and Egypt. Mm -hmm. So they finally, like, so... And then this guy's been in office for over 30 years. So you've been, like, only since 1950s, and this guy's had, like, the office for 30 years. Can you imagine President Trump being, like, president for 30 years? Alton school, I think he took over in 85 after, because the part that I do know is they had the first revolution in 64. Is when he's like, over? 1989 is when he's oh, so office. Their last revolution was in 85, so... There was a bit of time since then, so he, he wasn't that dictator. <laughs> yeah. Which, well, under wow. his rule, so President Omar Al-Bashir, Al-Bashir, whatever, there's going to be a lot of, like, stomach yeah. names. And I'm just, like, <laughs> an ignorant little, like, uncultured fuck, so that's what's going to happen. Um, under his rule is when the genocide happened in Darfur. Uh, it's the only, gen- well, the first genocide recorded in the 21st century, like, the Holocaust is a genocide, so the same right. thing that happened in the Holocaust is, hap- or has happened in the 21st century, like, do you guys know that, like, that is crazy, we had, like, first of all, it's not just the Holocaust and then the, the genocide in Darfur, there's so many that have happened that, like, nobody talks about, but everyone knows the Holocaust, but, like, this just happened within, like, 20, like, years ago. Like, it's 2019, and it happened in the 21st century. Crazy. So, under this genocide, you'll also hear the word ethnic cleansing. Tell me if I'm just, like, going off too much or just, like, have a lot to say. The term ethnic cleansing is used a lot, and it's a nicer term for genocide. It's the Mm -hmm. same exact thing, and, like, ethnic cleansing, like, just sounds nicer. I guess it's cleansing. So, like, people, if you don't know what that is, and you hear it, like, report in the media, I hate when they use the word ethnic cleansing. I'm like, that is genocide. Like, I say genocide. coined in the Holocaust, honestly. It's, yeah. Like, exactly. It's, and that's, like, propaganda anyways. Well, like, that's a whole other thing. So, under that rule, or under his rule, the genocide happened. The UN reports that 300,000 people died because of that genocide. Conservative estimates are around 100,000 people that died and like the highest number I saw is 500,000 so we're like about 100 to 500,000 people died under his role as like, genocide it's I don't know those are people's lives it's just no because when I hear that from like news sources and stuff not you it's just like okay maybe if you couldn't find one or two bodies I get it hundreds of thousands of people you don't know like that's a question if they're dead that, that just blows my mind like like That's not a question here. if they're dead. It's like they're dead and they died like because you guys killed them. So well, that's what I, mean. I don't understand just, the disparity in the numbers. Oh, like, we'll just wait till this disparity. So Bashir, Omar, the president, was like, no, 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 no. That is a huge like inflation. Like That is crazy. The real number is more around 10,000. Okay, wait, hold on. Your argument is that you only killed 10,000 people? Like, that still alone is crazy, but, like, that's, like... One person is... One tenth of the most conservative estimate is what you're giving us, so it's not true. So, yes, so he was actually indicted for war crimes, crimes against humanity, and genocide. Still was a president. Like, he... That did not stop him at all. By, like, the International Criminal Court, ICC, literally indicted him on all three of those. Anyway, so that is what happened in his past. 
he was gone. Protesters got what they wanted, having him out of government. Celebrations happened. Their feeling of victory and feeling of hope among the protesters. And then the Transitional Military Council comes in. So the military, like, is the one who successfully got him out. They pretty much, like, surrounded his house and was like, you're done. And then he was like, oh, wait, just kidding, I resign. Like, don't, don't do this. And so the Transitional Military Council came in and they said, I've heard reports of two to three years. They're like, we're going to take control for two to three years and then you guys can do your democracy thing. And, like, the people can decide. But, like, we're just going to, like, take it and, like, smooth it out. Protesters were like, nah, like, chill. Like, that is not what we asked for. Like, this is, you're just putting another dictator in. Like, that's not okay. So the current ruler is Abdel Fattah al-Buran. Probably said that wrong. He's the head of the Transition Military Council. He's, like, the face. He's not doing anything. The person who's actually controlling the country right now is, um, let's see, is he's second in command. He's general of the John, or, oh, John Jaweed was the old term. The RSF, the Royal something we'll call it RSF because mm-hmm. I can't remember. He's the one who's actually calling shots. He's called, everyone calls him Hemeti. 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 That was right. So he's Is the one who's term? actually, no, that's like his nickname, I guess. Yes. Hemeti. Okay. Um, and I might be saying that wrong, but just stay with me, guys. He is the one who is actually, like, calling the shots. So a little about his history. He is the person who commanded the militia. Again, so one of the protesters' demand was to end, like, militia. So he was in control of the militia known as Janjaweed, which oversaw the genocide in Darfur and is responsible for the killing. It's like, he is the one who oversaw it, like, and made those decisions, and that's how those the genocide happened. It was funded by the government, by Bashar, Bashar or whatever, and he's the one who was actually, like, on the ground doing right. it. So, the Janjaweed does not exist anymore, and now it's called RSF. It's literally, like, they were like, okay, mm. it's just literally, like, I've seen comparisons, like, IHOPs, which to IHOP as a joke, and it was like, yeah. okay, that's the same thing. It's the same exact thing, it just called something else. Right. So, that's what he is in charge of right now. When he was responding to the protesters and stuff, like, he did, like, a little part of a press conference, and obviously it wasn't in English, so it was, like, translated. He was basically, like no one's bigger than me and was, like, threatened by them. And you could just tell by his, like, body language stuff that he was, like, not cool with people being against him. Um, he is, this brings us to now, he is the one and his, the RSF, who he is commander of, is the people who are responsible for what has just happened a week ago. Well, I guess it was, like, a week and a half, two weeks ago. In Sudan, the, like, most recent massacre. People were still protesting because they didn't want the military to, like, have control. Again, right. it's a dictatorship, so they're still doing that. Peaceful protests, like, just no weapons at all. Like, still were doing their prayers. Like, everything, they just, like, were in... They were, like, basically camping out in this capital city of Sudan, which is Kordom? Kordom? I don't know. The capital city. I'm saying I don't know either. So, he called for... Um, his militia to basically open fire. So, which is what they did. They just started terrorizing. There was open fire, tear gas. I've heard reports of strangling. I've heard reports of whipping. Um, and then there's rape, which we'll get to. So just confirm, they opened fire against uh, peaceful protesters, correct? Yes. Just so people know. Cause yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've seen any of the footage. It's literally just, like, you can tell by their uniforms, like, who is the militia and who are the, mm-hmm. the civilians that are protesting. They're they're just being killed. Like, it's crazy. 
it's crazy. Could you, like, uh, I don't even, like, that would never happen here. Like, if a military just came, there would be so much outrage, like, that's, right? Like, you would I used to think so before all these things with Trump, and it's just, like, I don't know at the point where it's, like, this because, like, we were just talking about a president saying he will openly take information from a foreign agent. I never... That's not something I thought I would ever even be yeah, able to say. Like I do. So it just at this point, I think it would even be dumb for me to be like, "Oh, this can't happen." It's just like we said about Trump even being elected, you know. So it's like it's. Scary. I would hope I mean, to God not. Well, I hope but, to God not because we're gonna be the first ones killed sitting here on a podcast <laughs> talking shit about the government. So like we're gonna and die we're in and we're in DC. Like, so they're coming right. for us. It's, like we will be killed so quickly. Um. So, anyways. What's his name? I already forgot how to say it. Hamedi. Hamedi is also connected, very well connected to Saudi Arabia. So they've been like kind of fueling each other's wars. Not that Sudan is in a war, but like with the Yemen war, that he, he's been like su- supplying guns and like we soldiers have a great relationship with them and right now. children soldiers. Like he's literally been sending child soldiers to Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia is like helping him out. So like he's well connected. There's nothing really getting in his way besides these protesters, which are pissing him off, which is why he started killing them. He told his forces to kill him. So, uh, when this happened, it's reported, and this is just reported, so we don't know the actual numbers. At least 100 people are dead. 700 people are injured. Over 70 women have been raped. That doesn't include the men that have been raped. I haven't seen actual numbers. I think the like number that I did see was six men have been raped. But, like, men and women are being raped. I want to point that out, too. Um, and then over thousands are missing. There's been about 40 bodies that have showed up in the Nile, like, to date. Like, so thousands are missing, and, like, bodies are showing up in the Nile, and they're 40 right. already. It was just being dumped. Yeah. So I want to, like, talk about the rape thing. I'm not going to, like, talk about it too much because it's sad, obviously. Um, so 70 women have been raped. A lot of those women are medical professionals, these doctors. Because, like, when people are getting killed and stuff are injured they're like going to help them and i don't know i don't know why they're being targeted for that but like they are and they're being raped as like i don't know a punishment or like i don't know what it is because like rape with genocide is well rape is never about sex in general rape is always about power rape in genocide terms is a manipulation tool and it is like a war tool Mm -hmm. so because physical damage will heal much faster than psychological damage. So much, if they can sit there faster. and rape you and, like, have your mother and your father watch. And I'm talking about, like, yes, they were targeting medical professionals. I've also read reports of six-year-olds getting raped, like, on that day. Like, mm-hmm. in in sure the genocide of Darfur, people, like, this is so sad, and babies were raped to, like, death. Like, they were, like, killed through rape. It's crazy. So that is happening. Yeah, RSF, who's controlled by Hamedi... They're just doing random killings and shootings, um, and they've completely shut down the internet and, like, cell service, so, like, we, they can't give out the information. Like, people on the ground can't, like, say what's happening, because they're trying to, like, conceal it, and this is a tool used in genocides, like, it's, like, step one or two of, like, the genocide, yeah. like, how you get to actually, like, mass killings. Because you can't organize if you cut off communication. You can't organize, and you, it gives the government the opportunity to tell their story. Like, so they shape how yeah. it is, like, told in the media. So that is what we're dealing with. Our response is, like, we don't want to do anything with Africa. John Bolt, International Security 
advisor back in December 2018 reported that we are done providing assistance to the entire continent of Africa because they should figure out their own problems. Okay. Fucking ridiculous. We did send an envoy there to meet with African military leaders. I don't know where that's going. The like international community support is lacking. The UN is having discussions about it. Like people are dying like, right now. There needs to be something done, and we've already like seen this happen. Which brings me to next thing. So there's been a lot of celebrity like outreach with this. I think the one that stands out the most is George Clooney wrote an essay for Politico explaining how Congress should act quickly to help people in Sudan. And I read it. It's pretty short. I recommend it for everybody. What he was saying is that, like, this has already happened once, and we ignored it once. There was no, like, like he was still in power, even though he's been indicted on war crimes, crimes against humanity, and, like, and genocide, and this, uh, like, Omar Bashar was still in power. And so he mm-hmm. was saying, he described what happened in the past, and again, sure, and then he described what happened now. He's like, We've ignored it once. We cannot stand to ignore it again. We need to take action. We need to... And he literally laid out ways with our current laws that, like, we could do this. We could do this. Like, we have the power to do this. So, that was cool. And I think that's what that's most. You also, I'm sure some of you have seen on Instagram, a lot of celebrities have been coming out. Um, There's, like, people have been posting just, like, a blue, like, picture. Like, a picture of just the color blue. uh, With the hashtag, blue for Sudan. Um, And this was because it came out as the favorite color of one of the victims that got killed and now it's like kind of the symbol for all of the people that are getting killed so you have people like cardi b rihanna sizza bella hadid george clooney um and much more coming out and saying stuff and bringing attention to this and i've heard the sentiment like okay well really what is that doing like do more do more but i do think it's good that they're doing this because the more people who know about what's happening the harder it will be for the Sudan's gov- like Sudanese government to get away with this, and it also puts pressure on our government to do something. More people are talking about it because they are shut off from communicating it in Sudan. So we need to like be talking about it so it can be more. And I will say because I've heard that complaint a few times, like the blue picture, especially like what does this do to help? And I don't know if it was Pot Save America. I think it made a great point, which is like. That's why companies will pay for celebrities and other people to have advertisements because, like you just said, you see, I see a blue screen from you. I'm like, oh, what is this about? I Google it. It's about Sudan. Then I Google why is Sudan. You know, yeah. it's so it at like least you said, gets us talking. Exactly. I think it's so, even more important in this scenario because the people in Sudan are like not being able to talk about it. Right. It's like I've read articles where there's like I think it was a BBC article where. There was, like, two sources from the ground in Sudan, but both were, like, had to stay completely anonymous because they don't even want to talk about it. So even the people, most people don't want to say what's going on because they're fear of, like, getting killed because of it. And then even if the people that do want to say anything don't have access to the internet right now, can't just call you up. Like, you are completely restricted just so they can tell their own story and conceal everything that's going on. It's crazy. But, I, yeah, I know I agree. If that's what we can do, and we're sitting here talking about it for the same reason, hoping that, like, it registers with, like, one person... Which brings us into just like, how can we help? Because like, I feel kind of lost, and I feel like I can't help, and I'm just watching it happen. But there are things you can do, and I've done a few of them already. Uh, the first thing that you can do that I would suggest is calling your members of Congress and telling them to get involved. Or an easy thing that I saw a suggestion is to send them George Clooney's political article and be like, like listen, because yeah, he, he really like, said it well, and I just really like the fact that he lines up for Congress, like, you can do this, you can do this, like, here's this law, and here's how it can help, here's this law, here's how it can help. So you can do that. You can donate to charities that are helping the Sudanese um, 
situation right now, I am hesitant by saying that. I just want everybody to do their due diligence when it comes to supporting charities because it is a corrupt government. So if you're not paying attention to what charity you're going, uh, donating to, that'll help. It could be going to the dictators right now. They're like the militias. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like that's what's happening to some United Nations money, to be quite honest. Like it's going straight to the dictator, like straight to RSF. So do your due diligence. I know that Save the Children is a reputable one that goes directly. Like, they're very careful about where it's going, so I will say that. There's a petition on change.org, which is, like, super annoying. I know, like, what is a petition going to do? But I do like this one, and I have signed it because it's going to the Secretary Secretary General of the UN, and it it directly calls for the UN to investigate into what's going on right now. Will it have an impact? I don't know. There's, like... 300,000 signatures. I encourage you guys to sign it. We can, like, drop that in the link, too. Um, and then, other than that, just keep trying to spread awareness. Don't let this be, like, something, like, two weeks ago, like, nobody ever talks about again, because if that happens and they are winning, and it'll continue and get worse until we, like, hear about it in history books, like, 15 years from now, like, nobody talks about it. Um, I'd also like to point out that I did a Twitter search today on Donald Trump in the last month. I typed in did he say anything about Sudan did he say anything about Sudanese like so like I don't know if he like just want to talk about the people Mm -hmm. and if he said anything about Saudi Arabia Arabia in last month and he had two tweets about Saudi Arabia I don't even read them because I was like this isn't what this like you need to be talking so we have gotten no acknowledgement from our most executive person in our administration while there is like an atrocity happening and thank you for coming to my TED talk if you made it that far good for you and just off that with Saudi Arabia, because you mentioned um, they were coming codes with Sudan's dictatorship, I would be wary about your representative. If they're in the House, I would by far submit something. Um, Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump have been, they haven't let anything even bipartisan pass. Um, that reformation for tariffs that they submitted for uh, Saudi Arabia after they openly killed. Um, what is his title? A Washington Post contributor is yeah. what I keep hearing. And they wouldn't even take a vote on it. Mitch McConnell has openly said, like, if Donald Trump doesn't support it, I'm not going to put it on the floor. And it's, that's another reason I was saying, like, I just, I'm so unsurprised about things like that because it's just so much corruption, like you said, and bullshit that I'm like, I don't want to be disappointed anymore. Um, I think the charities, like you said, to be very vigilant because, unfortunately, a lot of websites where I have, like, fake paywalls and pretend to be a charity to get you to pay, and then after they have your money, like, what does it matter? Um, so, yeah, like I said, just be vigilant of who you are donating to. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of good articles that have links to charities that right. you can also, I still encourage you, even if, like, CNN says it's a good charity to uh, donate to, I, I very highly recommend doing your due diligence and seeing where that <laughs> money actually goes, especially good in this point. situation, good because it is, it is too dangerous to give money without knowing where it's going into Sudan, because if you're giving money and it's going to the RSF to, like, the military, like, transition council... Transitional military council, excuse me, right now, like you can't, we can't do that. Right. So it's annoying, but it doesn't take too long. It took me about ten minutes to figure out if Save the Children was like something that would be like okay donating to, and it was. Uh, just I don't know. Be smart about where you give money to right now. 
I know always. there are GoFundMes. Um, I don't know how I feel about GoFundMes either with this situation. I just I need the guarantee of where. I the was money gonna is say yeah, because a GoFundMe truly can be started by any. Okay, guys. I'm happy we're back. I'm hoping you are happy we are back. I know mom and dad will be happy we're back. I got yelled at. Yeah, guys. Thanks for sticking in there. Uh, we'll be sure to be back next week with your current events and hot topics. It won't be as depressing and I won't be talking as much. <laughs> I promise. This is just a deep dive into it. And get ready for the um, upcoming debates, because we're going to have a lot to say about that, and we'll definitely do Let's, something on social media for that, shit, so we only have tuned. one episode in between them. Yeah. Fuck. Next Maybe we'll release week. a special episode. We could do that. Maybe I'm we will. Not sure. Alright. Bye. Follow us on all the socials. Perfecto. Thanks for making it to the end of the podcast, guys. See you next week.